two takes from the nosebleeds. Welcome to the new installment of Takes from the Nosebleed, Takes from Quarantine, whatever the heck we're called these days, because we don't know. I'm Every day is Sunday. It is Groundhog Day for all of us. <laughs> um, which, uh, see that movie, it's great. I love Bill Murray. Uh, but anyway, so uh, just a little bit of a summary of what our show today is going to uh, entail. So we are recording today on the 26th of April, 2020. Uh, this should be up hopefully uh, late Monday night. Uh, if it is not up late by late Monday night, you may all throw knives at me and skewer me because I am a liar. Um, but anyway, so just to go ahead and uh, cover the content for today's show. So we do have our, uh, as you saw on our Twitter page at NosebleedTakes underscore, uh, we put our in the rafters, our newest in the rafters, which was our favorite jerseys. Uh, you guys voted uh, and Joey won again. So he's two for two on these uh, in these in the rafters votings. Uh, but yeah, make sure that uh, you guys definitely keep an eye. We got a few more that are that are going. Uh, these are this all next one's really going to be pretty fun. Yeah, we won't spoil it from now, um, but it, it was really fun. So we had our, uh, we're going to talk uh, each of us individually about uh, why we chose the, jo- the jerseys that we did. Uh, we also have Brad Pound on uh, later on in the show. We're going to have him talk about the NFL draft, just break down wins, winners and losers, who is the best picks, who are skeptical picks and whatnot. Um, so stay tuned for that as well later on in the uh, show. And then we're going to cap it off with my quiz um, that I did for winning last week's show. So I'm going to go ahead and test these fellas and give them a pretty darn good test because I think this is probably the best thing I've ever done in terms of any form of trivia. Um, but without further ado, without uh, stalling for much time, let's go ahead and dive into our rafter. So uh, I guess we should go winners first. Um, so the way we'll that go- we'll do it. Or, or do you want to go uh, the way that it's structured? So on our, our Twitter page, we have it. Uh, le- do you want to go left to right or right to left? I I just say left. Uh, we can go left to right. All right. So so we'll go left to left to right. So we'll start off with Cole since he decided the order. Uh, he was also talking first, so he should go ahead. So go right uh-huh. ahead. Um, my first pick. Uh, any sort of like throwback unis but modern is appealing to me and the the fact that the miami heat went with the miami vice colors was spectacular so i went with the white pink and blue miami heat city jersey for my first pick fair enough that that is a very nice jersey i am not gonna lie i would have chosen that if you didn't beat me to it (laughs) yep that's for sure all right joe you go ahead i honestly is that I can't remember I can't tell what that is because there's no there's no logo on it necessarily. Well, the one on my top, it's not necessarily my favorite of the five, but it's it might be it's what my favorite NFL jersey right now. It's the black and red San Francisco 49ers jersey. I mean, you can't go wrong with with black and red and like on the field they just look like so sharp too and like I don't know. The 49ers are also one of those teams for whatever reason. They have a soft spot in my heart, so I kind of like what they I kind of like everything they do. So, but yeah, I don't know, just plain simple and and it works. 
All right, so I guess um, when looking at plain and simple, um, my jersey, um, my jersey selections make uh, Joey call me a homer, but uh, we'll, we'll get more on that in a minute. So uh, the first jersey that I picked was the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs Centennial Classic jersey uh, from the 2017 Centennial Classic between the Leafs and Red Wings. Uh, Reason, well, there's two reasons why I picked it. One, I love the new Leaf logo. I think it's probably the best logo that they've had in their history. Uh, and two, I like the whole color scheme. I like the blue with the nice uh, white stripe that goes across to the back. Um, the lettering is nice uh, on the um, on the back of the jersey. If you look on my Twitter, uh, Austin Matthews' jersey is on the back. Um, but I like all of the, uh, the way that it's structured. Uh, and also the significant meaning, just because uh, it's the centennial jersey. Uh, the Leafs were celebrating 100 years in the league because it's 100 years of the National Hockey League. So, And also they won that game wearing those jerseys. So uh, it, it's just all around. It's a jersey that wins. I, I just think it's a great, colorful jersey that everyone can get behind unless you're not a Leafs fan, which me and, Joey, me, and Joey, me and Joey can testify if you're not a Leafs fan, what's wrong with you? Like, you it's got a problem only, or something? Uh, it's, it's the only jersey that the Leafs are undefeated in, so... Uh, this is this is factual. Ah, uh, the St. Pats? No, yeah, they, they got killed with the St. Pats jersey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is the... And also, I thought this would give me a for sure win, but uh, it didn't. Uh, but anyway, so uh, we'll go over to Luke. He'll say his first jersey. So, yeah, the first one I picked out was the Bumblebee jersey that the Pittsburgh Steelers like to wear because... For some reason, I always had a soft spot for them. I know not a lot of people like them, but I don't know. I just like the colors of how they look, and it kind of really brings out like the colors of Pittsburgh, and it really shows what the Steelers have in a different style. I've now that I was while you guys were talking, I should have thought if I wanted to win, I should have went with um uh, the other what color rush Steelers jersey. That would have been a great one, but I guess I should have. I guess I'll just of my gut and say this one because it, it looks cool it looks like it just looks it just really looks nice and it really shows off those colors it's not bad it's not bad my next pick i went with the flint michigan tropics because we're getting tropical uh i good movie better jersey uh the baby blue and light orange with the palm tree uh it makes it and then jackie moon and the headband it's it, it, it all culminates to one of the top five jerseys for me so Fair enough, fair enough. I like the little palm tree design to go with uh, the tropics, and I like the way yeah. the eye is that is the eye supposed to be an eye because it looks like an S. It looks what like a like? really like half like because like if you zoom in oh, on yeah. it, it looks, it's the very S in the eye, like the eye under flint. Yeah, I, it almost looks like you could interchange both of them, and it won't necessarily have a difference. It certainly looks that way. I just love that there's a palm tree, and you will you will never see a palm tree in Flint, Michigan. So this is true. <laughs> Whenever right. I see that jersey, all I can think about is Jackie Moon yelling at the priest who's refereeing the game. <laughs> I barely raised my voice. <laughs> that movie's a classic. Oh, if you a... haven't seen it, uh, I believe go it's watch on it after you listen yes. to this. I believe it's on Netflix. So. It if is. it's not, then oops. You could probably Running. like you could probably stream it somehow. Yeah, there's plenty of streaming services. So. Oh, 100 percent. All right, so Joey, I'm excited to see say your next jersey because it's great. All right, yeah. So my next jersey is the classic, 
It's also a jersey that I own in the green Hartford Whalers uh, jerseys. I mean, like, what can you say about this jersey? It's just, like, it's a classic. It's so nice. The logo is just a work of art. It was on my top five logos picks last year. And, like, it's timeless. Like, like a team could come out with a jersey looking like this now, and it would still work because it's just so great. And, yeah, you wouldn't, and like... You wouldn't think green would really work well as a primary jersey color, but the Whalers make it work, and I respect that. All right, so uh, I'll go into my second jersey. I believe somebody uh, chose this logo uh, in their last in the Raptors. I believe it was you, was it? Did you pick the the Coyotes, or was that Joe? Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. Okay, so yeah, to piggyback off of Luke's idea, I'm going to go with the whole... Uh, Arizona Coyotes classic jersey from the 90s because the whole entire logo looks like a Nickelodeon character. If anything, if you were to like tweak it a little bit, it almost looks like a Raptor from the Rugrats playing hockey, um, which is great because it's kind of like nostalgic in a way. But also like it's it's colorful aside from the logo. You know, like you see like the little uh, like uh, green, white, and red trim going around uh, the whole jersey. Uh, gives it a little bit of a flair to it. And also, I like to think of a time when the Arizona Coyotes were actually good. And now they're they're not bad. They're just... They're, they're above average. They're above they're average. disappointing. But back then, when the Coyotes were, like, fresh... Watch, were the Coyotes ever, like, amazing? They had, like, one good run. They, in 2012, knowledge. like, they made the, they made the conference finals, like and that's the best finals. they've ever done. Apparently hockey is very big in Arizona. If you're if you're an Arizona hockey player or fan, I applaud you because I like seeing hockey flourish in uh, those warmer states. Just because non-traditional you know. markets. Exactly. I don't know, yeah. man. It's it's like 107 there, so you got to get cold somehow. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Well, <laughs> I think I thank Arizona for Austin Matthews, our Lord and Savior. He's never going back there. Anyway, um, Luke, you can go right ahead on your your number two jersey. So, for mine, I chose the old Houston Astros um, one, like in the 80s. Well, I know what you're thinking, but this is before they This is before. This is before. We'll allow This was like Nolan Ryan time, right, Luke? But yeah. Yeah. Around the time Nolan Ryan, I think, was there. And I chose it because I love the style on the front and just the amount of orange and brightness they use. And just the word Astros on the... Uh, uh, like Astros on the top just really really brings them out and I just chose this because I remember seeing the jersey a lot when I played video games and seeing the clips and stuff and you know I really just liked the jersey and yeah it was it was before a time when the Astros were not the most hated team in baseball but it showed that the Astros do care about like how they played and how great the uniforms really were and yeah I, I definitely I, agree yeah it's not a bad pick I mean I I, I considered it but I went with a different ALS team and I took the like old, like Dennis Eckersley Oakland A's with the green and yellow stripes because my travel team growing up was green and orange. And we took that exact same like modeled uni. So I, I hold that style of uni near and dear to my heart with the deep V neck and the stripes on the shoulders. So. Yeah. The, the A's have a great look. I really like I, uh, I lo- old school a lot of people don't but i uh, yeah like 
I it's have different. Uh, their baseball it's caps different. in front of me. It might be one of my favorite ones that I own. And it's different colored, man. It's not like red and blue or blue and white. Like it's it's nobody's green anymore. I I, yeah, I, exactly. I struggle to think of any green teams, especially baseball wise. So. Yeah. All right. So I guess it's my turn, and now I'm throwing Correct. it to I'm throwing it to the hardwood and the Vancouver Grizzlies jerseys. Amazing. Like <laughs> like the trim along the the shoulders and the collar area. It has like a little design to pay homage to the to the natives in the Vancouver area or British Columbia area, which I think is make just ties the whole. It's a nice touch of the jersey and like the font with like Vancouver between the G and the S written and like the teal color. It's like you don't see that anymore. It's different. And I don't know. Like everything about it is just so nice. And I was very, very, very close to buying a Ja Morant version of this jersey about be a, good a few days ago. Get. Before, yeah, before whatever reason, I said, I don't feel like spending over 100 bucks today. So we'll see. Maybe in the near future I'll be owning that. You got you to gotta wait for those funds to kick in from the government at this point. Yeah. That's 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 why I'm, I'm waiting. On Trudeau, to, pay me. Literally. <laughs> um, so continuing my uh, originality trend, uh, you can tell from my rafters I was not very diverse in sport because I picked three hockey jerseys in a row. Um, but there's a reason why I picked this one. Um, so I went with the old school – uh, early 2000, early to mid 2000s Tampa Bay Lightning jersey. Um, so the reason why I went with this jersey is because it's kind of synonymous with uh, my hometown. Um, because there is a, uh, I believe a ringette team that is the uh, the Richmond Hill Lightning. Uh, and I always really like this logo more than the current one, just because I like the whole white lightning bolt instead of like the the blue like outline of a lightning bolt in the in the white background. I like this one. It's a little bit more colorful. You can see like the blue going down the, the sleeve areas and even up by around the collar area. So even though it's like kind of a dark jersey on first glance, it's got a lot more light than you think. And also like I, I always I don't know what it is. I like jerseys that like have the writing of the team on them usually. Just because like, you know, you, you wanna like show where you represent. Like for example, going back to the Arizona one, I like the Tampa one a little more um, just because obviously it's, you know, has a little bit of hometown uh, vibe to it, but also um, just because like, I like seeing the, the lettering and the logo on there because like, if you just have like a plain logo, like no one will really know necessarily who you represent. Sometimes you got to appeal to I more than just the casual viewers. I was, I was confused when, you put down this one because this is the Tampa Bay Lightning jersey that gets a lot of hate. I I like it to be honest. Like okay, like comparing it now, it's better than the friggin' like black or gray one that they had that just says bolts on it. Like yeah, that that, that, one, that one's one's, that one's ridiculous. Like this one's not as bad as people. I think the reason why not many people like it is because it's from a bad era. They were bad. Hey, old Steven Stamkos. Old Steven Stamkos was nasty on Shell. I'll just even, say that. Even Steven Stamkos. Na- Dude, I forgot Steven Stamkos was on the Lightning until like no lie, like when he got hurt. Like the Lightning, a, the Lightning are so they are. stacked these days that he's like 
like he's probably still like a top 15, 20 player in the league and just gets outshined by other players on his team because that's how stacked the Tampa Bay Lightning are. Oh, hell yeah, for sure. Like it's it's insane at this point. Um, so, yeah, we'll go into Luke's uh, number three jersey. So, well, the next two jerseys I will say, I'm not going to announce, I'm not going to have my point until a little bit later after you guys go, but this next, these next two have a special place in my heart because I had... I had two of these jerseys um, in my possession for some time when I lived in two different states. So the first one I have is the old Buffalo uh, jersey here. It's not like it's not the right one, but I feel when I I think it's because my parents were big hockey fans, and back then in the '90s they went to like different hockey games, so they probably bought me jerseys or something. I came. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, the jersey because the, the Buffalo the Buffalo Sabres logo really brings out a lot of memories to some people who used to watch hockey growing up and even if I didn't start watching watching hockey until 2011 I remember seeing this these two all the time in my closet so I see a lot of, and I feel like that's when the Buffalo Sabres were like really really good and I really feel like that this one really um, shows that Buffalo it's got a lot of colors it's got like a nice uh, red, white, and black, and the old logo, you don't see that anymore. It really kind of shows that Buffalo, if Buffalo maybe goes back to that, maybe they can actually play like um, the, the uh, late 90s uh, Sabres. <laughs> That's if they actually get the right manufacturer to stitch it, because apparently they were getting a bunch of knockoff, like a bunch of people that were like not necessarily team employees were getting those those exact jerseys, I think, stitched. But the the spelling was literally like wrong on half of the players. It was something like that, which was which was jokes. But like that's that was uh, the next two jerseys. I'll, I'll talk about the second one later. But like when you when you put both of those in, I was like, wow, those jerseys were really good back in the day. Like, cause that's old school back in the way. But we'll we'll dive on that. We'll dive on the second one later. Uh, we'll go to Cole's second last one. The 2012 USA Basketball Olympic jersey was awesome. I'm just, I, I just say it. Uh, I loved everything about it. Um, I know uh, you guys are Canadians, but the USA Two color three scheme of us is, are. Three of you. No, two of three. Two out of four. Oh yeah, yes, 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 yes. Half American, half Canadian. Yes. Yeah, now we're working. But um, red, white, and blue is just a good color scheme in general for sports. And uh, uh, we, Olympic jersey-wise, did not mess it up either. The logo with the star and the red, white, and blue basketball in the middle is one of the, I think, one of my favorite hats I ever had uh, growing up. I used to wear it all the time. Um, I know it's a LeBron uni, and I'm not the biggest Bron fan, but I think that jersey is one of the best ever. So that's why it's in my top five. Fair enough. Uh, all right, so I guess it's my turn. And uh, Correct. the fourth one I have is another jersey that I own. I actually have it hanging right in front of me in my room. It's uh, the original Toronto Raptors white dino jerseys, which are just obviously some of the most iconic jerseys in all the sports, you can say. They're just like, they're just so, so nice. Like, like the pinstripes with the with the, the jaggedy like pattern going up and like the back nameplate which has like 
what looks like it could be like the back of a dinosaur coming up at the top is like so creative and like so like so creative and like it's never been done before and like the font too with like all the jagged like all the jagged letters and numbers on the back is like just awesome and then even like the color scheme too it's just like everything just like works so well with this jersey and i'm so happy they brought it back for this season and got to wear it a few a few nights because that means I got to get a Pascal Siakam one earlier this year. So, so yeah, it's probably like one of my favorite jerseys that I own. All right, so now I'm I'm breaking my tradition in that I don't have a hockey jersey. Um, so this this reinforces um, Joey yelling at me, calling me a homer. Which, if you go back and listen to all the other shows, it's been him, so he can't give me shit for it. But I digress. So um, my second last jersey is the Toronto Blue Jays jerseys that they actually unveiled for the 2020 season. That may not even happen. Actually, I'm kidding. It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. Major League Baseball won't cancel. Um, but the reason why I like it is because, obviously, like I, I enjoy the navy blue, or like the, not the navy blue, like the baby blue jerseys that they had like when the Jays first uh, expanded or when yeah, I got an expansion team to Toronto. It was like kind of, it's kind of a mixture of like the old school with like you know the the, the coloring, the lettering of the, the team. Um, I don't. I also find it funny how they have. I'm looking at it right now. They have uh, the Nike symbol uh, in the top left hand corner of it. So that was I didn't actually notice initially. Um, but yeah, it's also it's good because it's it's mixing to me a little bit of old with a little bit of new. Because to me, I don't think the Jays have been necessarily like too nostalgic with their past. Granted, it's not as historic as like a, a New York Yankees or um, like a Boston Red Sox kind of past, but I still think it's a very good um, design, kind of mixing the, the current day logo with the old school color scheme. So it's kind of a best of both worlds. And uh, unfortunately, I don't have this jersey in my possession yet. Hopefully, I can get it soon. And actually, you know, wear it and watch baseball. You can tell I miss it. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, for my fourth one, as I mentioned earlier, I usually have the jersey in my possession. It's the old New York Rangers. Um, Disney, even if I'm not a fan of the Rangers, I remember seeing this logo a lot. And it kind of really shows how the Rangers were back then before. Even if they still had the Rangers uh, thing on their jersey now even back then I remember seeing this also in the jersey how many times have many of us seen the Metal League goal against the Cavs back in 2005 like come on but and him wearing that jersey was part but aside from that yeah I I really liked the way it just looks Statue of Liberty pointing out and it kind of really represents the US in a really really good way so again not a fan of the team but I am a really big fan of this jersey I kind of wish they would go back to those, especially, like, kind of today. Because, like, they could kind of... I know they have the similar color scheme as one of their alternates, because they have, like, the dark blue uh, and red that they use. The, but I like the, the Statue of Liberty logo, because, like, it's synonymous with, like, the city, right? So, like, I, I think it's, it's fun. And also, like, the reason why I, I enjoyed Luke picking that is because, one... I can see in the background it's 68, so it's Yarmir Yager's jersey, and Yarmir Yager's is an actual god, like it's proven by law that he is. 
Uh, and also, actually, yeah, is it? Yeah, it's 68. Um, and also looking at it right now, this is, I believe, the same jersey that uh, Joey, I think you know what I'm talking about, and Cole might know the what I'm talking about. The shoot. Yep, the shootout. This, this is the Merrick Malik jersey. That's yeah. what I just said. Oh, I didn't. I didn't hear. Oh my yeah. God, I'm so I'm such a horrible person. Yeah, I literally just said. I said, who hasn't seen Merrick Malik's goal back in 2005 against the Capitals? I literally just said that while I was describing it. Yeah. So, yeah. So no, I'm, I'm I'm brain dead. I'm sorry. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> the point is, I feel like everyone has seen that goal one way or another. Yeah. Yes. Um, is it me? Yes, yes it's you. It's you. Your, your yeah, final. It's you. you better make it a it's good you. one. I'm going to judge you. Uh, last but certainly not least for me, I have the Denver Nuggets City Uni from this year. Um, for those of you that don't know, Denver's old school, like 1980s, 1990s. They had the Denver skyline and it was rainbow and it was colorful and it was all over the place. And um, I liked it personally. I know it's kind of contentious between basketball fans, but they captured on it this year and went white. They have the skyline. They kind of have a modern look to it. It's pretty slick. Um, so that's why I included it. I, I don't know what you guys' opinions on the skyline with the rainbow is, but I, I think it's one of the better looks in all of sports. I like that. I believe that's a Jamal Murray jersey yes. you chose as your yes. image. I like yes. that you're representing the, the Canadian folk there, so I appreciate uh, that. Winner winner on and off the court, uh, mind I say that. So. Yes, I would I would I would agree there. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely very colorful. I think I unlocked this jersey in two K and like I literally used it like almost every single time for my uh, for my default just because it was so colorful. Yes. I mean it's tough not to like all the colors that we're rocking and I don't know. It's a good jersey. Good jersey. Right, so All right, my so that final, in, yeah, Joey. Yeah, my final one is the black and yellow slash gold, whatever the hell you want to call it, um, jersey from from the Pittsburgh Pirates. Now, full disclosure, I don't know if I've mentioned this before. I am a little bit colorblind, which is why I really gravitate towards the simple designs that use minimal amount of colors. So that's why this jersey works for me. It's easy on the eyes for me, and I can identify all the colors on it. And it's just it's just sharp. It's just sharp jersey. Like it's always been like one of my favorites to, like to look at. Whenever I play, I used to play the show and all that, and uh, would would play as the pirates. I'd always always dress them up in these black and yellow ones. So yeah, I just I just really like. I I'm a big fan of it. Speaking of easy on the eyes, I think my last jersey is, is very easy on the eyes. So mine, mine's a little bit of a special niche jersey. Uh, these are the OVO Rappers jerseys. Um, full disclosure, I'm not necessarily a Drake fan. Um, music's not bad, just really isn't for me. But I don't know, just like seeing the OVO owl on the logo with the Raptors around it, it's just kind of cool. And like like Joey said with the Pirates one, this one's kind of easy on the eyes. Um, you know, it's got like that black and gold trim, which is very interesting. Uh, it kind of differs from the Raptors colors, which is normally like, you know, red, black, purple, like in Joey's, uh, old school Jersey. So at first, yeah, some gold too. And also like, it's kind of an interesting look because when you look at like the Raptors colors, you don't really look at 
you know, the way that this jersey is designed, but also, like, I think it's also synonymous and popular just because of Drake's popularity in, in the city, and also, like, he's team ambassador, so, like, he's almost, he's basically a bench player, but he'll never come off the bench. And when you have a bench player, you need him to do something, hence the he's- creation of the jersey. You always so, gotta have that mascot, man. So he's Brian Scalabrini with a few good songs, is what you're telling me. Exactly. Basically. My point. <laughs> Thank you for reinforcing and understanding that. <laughs> All right, so Luke, you can go ahead and close us off, and I promise I'll listen to every word and not chime in and be an idiot this time. Okay. Well, the final jersey I have um, is the old Vagas jersey. Um, now, not specifically. But now, the reason specifically I have this isn't because of, like, Yao Ming. It's because of you guys remember playing NBA Live 2002 in the cover athlete for that game with Steve Francis. Yes. Yes. I do. So that's I do, yes. the main reason. Yeah. All so right. that's the main reason why I, I remember. I remember playing NBA Live 2002, and I kind of really remember seeing that jersey a lot, especially Steve Francis. But aside from that, it was the only NBA jersey I could choose because I really couldn't find anything that I... Look this, I'm like, okay, let's use it. But yeah, NBA Live 2002, great game. Um, everyone should, maybe should have played it at least once. And you could, I don't know how good the Rockets were back then, but I'm sure that um, I feel like a, one member is going to stick on with me from that team, and that's the jersey. Yeah, Luke, you or yeah, Luke, they might not be the uh, best team in the world, but they're going to look damn good losing. So that's all that matters. <laughs> that's uh, oh, that's, that that's, that's a bold statement. That would have to. I mean, there's can't I mean, win. Might as well look good while do while losing. Exactly. The Rockets are always the bridesmaid. Let's be realistic. They are They're always right. a that's, team that's good, but not necessarily good enough. That that's fair. That's fair. And I mean, I'm sure they're gonna dive. I don't. I don't, I know we're recording this on Sunday. We got the last dance a few hours, but I'm, worth, I'm sure they're gonna touch on the Rockets being the bridesmaids throughout the '90s too. So. Yeah, it's basically just salt in the wound. Which before we uh, we go into our, our interview with um with our guest shortly, uh, I just want to say screw ESPN because why do we why do us in Canada have to wait like a full like or a few few a few full hours to watch the Last Dance when when we could just watch it live like everyone else? Like I don't I, I, I have that. no clue. Like, I don't, I don't know if we, we get it on. You think that maybe with we get it on Netflix at midnight, right? Because they have the same yeah. yeah. Well, your Netflix is different, Joey. It is different. Because I was getting like you tweeted out number one. Shit. Full disclosure, no spoiler alert, but I'll say it. You tweeted out that uh, the Brooklyn Nine Nine dropped on Netflix for you guys. We get it on Hulu here. I don't know. Do you guys have Hulu up there? Yeah, you Uh, can get it. Yeah, we do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Friday, Brooklyn Nine Nine uh, just dropped here. Uh, season was spectacular, Joey. I great season. I watched it in one sitting, basically. It was, it was, it was awesome. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a great I, show. Another show that I need to get on my my radar to watch. I'm still season three in the office, so. Uh, I'll hopefully, I, I want to be finished maybe like season five by the next time we record. Um, okay. But yeah. So we're just going to go ahead and uh, we're going to do a quick pause and we're going to go ahead and dive into our recording with our guests. So uh, bear with us just a second.
and we'll be right back. Uh, as you guys saw last week, uh, myself and the fellas, we recorded our live reactions to the top 15 picks of the NFL draft. Uh, but obviously, there was a lot more to it. Draft lasted, I think, what, three days about that? Around. So yeah. here to join yeah. us to give his expertise on the draft is Brad Pound. Uh, he is a writer for a website known as OT Heroics, which is close to all of our hearts. And so, Brad, thanks for, for taking your time. Hope everything's good on your end. Yeah, no, thank you very thank you very much for having me. Everything's going good over here. Same, uh, I hope everything's going good for you guys as well. Yeah, we're doing doing pretty well yep. despite the circumstances that are going on. But let's let's dive right into it. So, um, first question that I'll have to throw out to you. It's kind of a, a basic question, but uh, what's what surprised you the most out of you know all thirty teams in the draft? Like, which pick do you think was really surprising to you? Um, the one that surprised me in the the negative way the most was uh, cornerback Damon Arnett from Ohio State going to Oakland. I did not have him ranked uh, nearly that high, and I was not expecting him to go in the first round in particular. Um, but Mike Mike Mayock and them, they know what they're doing, so hopefully I'm wrong on that uh, for the Raiders' sake. But that one was probably the one that shocked me the most. All right, that's a very good point. Um, so while on the topic of uh, surprise picks, uh, I think everybody was surprised with uh, with Green Bay's pick in the first round, taking quarterback Jordan Love uh, with the 26th overall pick. Um, thoughts on that? Why is it as big of a deal as many people are hyping it to be? It is uh, only for the reason that it means that Matt LaFleur is kind of hoping for the going for the future instead of trying to win now, which is obviously making Aaron Rodgers really mad. And if you have a talent as, uh, as good as Aaron Rodgers, you want to give him a receiver or something that he can use to make your team better right now because he is one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen. And that's coming from a Chicago Bear fan, too. So it's like my whole lifetime they've had Brett Favre and then they've had Aaron Rodgers. So I don't want to talk any like anything bad about Jordan Love because knowing my luck, he's going to be the one like for the next 10, 15 years running the Green Bay organization. So um, it's good and bad. I like I would have personally picked a receiver, um, most likely T Higgins. He was still available at that time. He would have been great for that team. Um, but at the end of the day, Jordan Love, if he has the potential to be a, a franchise quarterback. So if they felt they, they couldn't pass on that, that was, that's good on their part. But it was a little surprising. All right. Couldn't have said it better myself. I'm now going to open it up to my fellow co-hosts who will pick your brain about all their football. So, gentlemen, who are we starting off first? We're going to go. All right. We'll go with Cole first because I think he's he's I, antsy. I got I got a quick question. I mean, I going into the draft, that top pick, the Lions. I'm a Lions fan. You saying it's a Bears fan. It kind of I don't I want to call it a rivalry, but it's a team that I haven't been a particularly fan of. But I got I got to pick your brain as a football guy. Why do you think the Lions didn't trade down? I mean, I heard that there were no offers, but I find that kind of hard to believe walking in. I mean, every analyst said that they should be trading down and stockpiling picks. Um, that would have been a good idea. I'm, I'm always up for uh, my team trading down and taking picks, but Jeffrey Akuda is a uh, top-notch talent, and there was um, a big gap in the cornerback position in particular in this draft, where it was Jeffrey Akuda and everybody else, and there was a big uh, difference in all the other um, rankings for the rest of the guys. 
So um, to, to get him is uh, somebody that was worth holding on to and uh, taking that third pick. I personally would have taken Isaiah Simmons in that spot, but Okuda would have been like one of the next best options. So I'm not mad at the Lions for taking him, and he's going to be one heck of a cornerback for a while now for the Lions. So I'd be happy all with right, that. All right. All right. Well, that's music to my ears, so thank you for saying that. <laughs> You're welcome. And it's sad for me because he's going to be trying to guard uh, Allen Robinson, so it's going to be it's going to be a fun matchup when those two teams go together. It absolutely should be. So, yeah, Joey, Luke, you guys yeah. got questions? Yeah, I got, I got one. Um, you know, like every year you see like a lot of articles written like winners and losers of the draft. Uh, who who do you think were the winners of the draft this year? Um, I would say that my top three winners would be the Baltimore Ravens with getting Patrick Queen and uh, Malik Harrison are two of the three best middle linebackers in this draft, in my opinion. Um, and then they were able to get also J.K. Dobbins in the second round. So getting him to go with Lamar Jackson and the rest of the running back core, that offense is going to be very, very hard to stop. So number one, it would be Baltimore. Number two is a little bit surprising. I like the Los Angeles Rams draft a ton. They're getting uh, Cam Akers. And Van Jefferson in the second round are going to help. I think Van Jefferson, um, the fit for the Rams is perfect. And I'm very excited that he was able to get to uh, such a great organization. So hopefully that'll be good for them. And then Terrell Lewis and then Bryson Hopkins um, in the third and the fourth round uh, collectively. I think they had the second best draft. I was very excited for that. And then uh, the last and the third one would be the Cleveland Browns. They got uh, Jedrick Wills in the first round at the 10th pick. And he was my number one offensive tackle. So to get him with the number, at the number 10 spot with a, as big of a need as they had at the offensive line was huge for them. Um, and then a couple of the other later round picks that they got in the fifth round, they got Nick Harris at center. A very underrated center from Washington. Um, he played in the senior bowl, had a really good week of practice. Excited for him. And then in the sixth round, they got Donovan Peoples-Jones, the receiver from Michigan. Somebody that didn't have a lot of production in college because of uh, quarterback Shea Patterson was not up to par, basically. And he was a five-star recruit coming out of high school and just super talented. Had a, ran a 4.48 at the combine and ran a, and jumped up, 40, had a 44-inch vertical. So he's super athletic, and I'm very shocked that he fell all the way to the sixth round, to be honest. So uh, it would be Baltimore, the Rams, and then Cleveland are my top three winners. All right, it's good. Uh, good stuff. So on the uh, so on the other end of it, who would you say the three losers were, in your opinion? Ooh, all right. So I was able to pick out two of the losers. I don't think uh, it's kind of hard. I don't want to say that because everybody could be wrong, and it's hard to say that. But my anyway, yeah, for my sure. two teams that I picked were the Atlanta Falcons, number one. Um, they were able to get Marlon Davidson in the second round, which I like him. Um, I'm a way, I was obviously way higher on him because I think I had him ranked in the top uh, first round. But that was more of a projection, not on what he did in college. I really like the person that he is. But um, other than that, other than getting Marlon Davidson, I wasn't a huge fan of getting A.J. Terrell in the first round. I thought he could have fell a little bit back, but it's not the worst pick in the draft by far. But other than those two players, I was not a fan of the Falcons draft. And then the second one would be uh, Seattle Seahawks. They got Jordan Brooks in the first round, which is he could be he has a lot of talent, but uh, injury problems were something that he has to deal with. And then they got Damian Lewis in the third round, the guard from LSU. Other than the, he was a, he's a decent player that has some upside, but other than those two players, I did not like any of the players that they took. So it would be for me the Falcons and the Seahawks were the two biggest losers. Uh, all right, so I'll pass it over to uh, our friend Luke, who I'm sure has. A few questions for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
So one of my questions is that a lot of Giants fans going into the draft had different opinions on what the Giants should have done at number four. Um, people wanted an offensive tackle. Uh, people wanted Isaiah Simmons. People wanted them to trade down. What would you think would have been the best option for the Giants at that fourth spot? Me, personally, I would have liked uh, Jedrick Wills. It was between four people, in my opinion. If I was the Giants, I would have taken either Jedrick Wills, Andrew Thomas, who they ended up taking. So I don't think it's a bad pick at all. I think you have, I think Giants fans will be really excited to have him in the future. Um, and then it would, Isaiah Simmons and um, – can't remember. But those three in particular. So it would be Andrew Thomas – oh, I'm sorry, Henry Ruggs. I think to get a, a talented weapon for, Andrew, for Daniel Thomas would have been a huge um, – option for them as well but Jedrick Wills would have been my number one option and Andrew Thomas would have been two so going offensive tackle was definitely a good move because you got your franchise quarterback in Gettleman's eyes and you need to protect him or give him ta- or give him weapons so getting him up uh, protecting him with a left tackle is huge so Andrew Thomas was a great pick in my opinion all right any more uh, questions from I, you I, guys I, or I got another one and, and and we already touched on QB controversy and uh, Green Bay, but there's one that I find hard to ignore, and that's Philly. What, what are they doing, uh, taking Jalen Hurts with the second pick of the draft? I don't hate that pick. I was surprised to see him go there because obviously Carson Wentz is a great talent, but he has injury problems. So getting another quarterback to have uh, as insurance was a good is a good move. And Jalen Hurts is a very talented person, um, very good leader, was a winner everywhere he went. So I don't hate him for that pick. And I think it actually is a really good fit, especially if he's able to sit and wait behind Carson Wentz. I'm I'm a fan of that pick. So uh, to have somebody to, to take a chance on a quarterback at that op at that spot was a good move. So I applaud Philadelphia for doing that. Okay. And I got, I got one more for you. I, I was a big fan of Clyde Edwards, Alaire coming into the draft and obviously him falling into the chief's hands. Is that kind of overkill on offense? Do you think that was a good move by them? Yes, I actually have it on my notes right here, too, that the, and my favorite pick in the entire draft was Clyde edwards Hilaire going to the Kansas City Chiefs. He is so talented. He's very underrated because he ran a 4-6-40 at the Combine, but he is just a good football player. His contact balance and his power um, with his catching ability is perfect for Kansas City, and I think that is going to be the, the most likely the number one option as a fantasy football player for all the, for all the rookies involved. So I love that pick. I mean, I, I was reading – Today, uh, a lot of people are already comparing him to Brian Westbrook on how Reed's going to use him with the Eagles, and I didn't hate that comparison at all. So no, I, me neither. Yeah. Sorry. So no, you're all good. Then um, yeah. I got one more. Uh, as a Bears fan, how did you think of Komet? Because I per- like personally, I played baseball against Cole Komet. He's a spectacular athlete. I've seen him on the baseball field. I've watched him play football live in person in high school. But I, I, I didn't know he was. I didn't know he was a fit for the Bears. So what do you think as a Bears fan? And then what do you think as a football uh, fan? As a as a Bears fan, I'm super excited because I don't know if any of you guys were able to see the video of when he was able to get drafted. Like it was a him and his family and you grew up being a Bear fan. So like it was really emotional and you could tell how excited he was to play for this organization. So like that alone made me super excited as a fan. And then as, a, as an analyst, I would say that he was my 56th ranked player and they got him at 43. And I was a little shocked that they went tight end because they have so many, even though they're not even even though the ones they they do have aren't very talented um so but the fit is good because i think he will be a good wide tight end he's a big body good red zone threat um 
it's just a little surprising, like I said, that they signed Jimmy Graham and then they went and drafted a tight end. But overall, I'm very excited uh, that he's a part of the team. So that and then Jalen Johnson, too, the corner from uh, yeah. Utah that they got. I'm really like, he was my number three or four. I think my number three ranked corner. So I was super excited for that as well. Yes, everything I read about him, he seems like he's NFL ready coming into the draft, and that's what the Bears kind of need as they're in win-now mode. So Yeah, especially yeah, because they got rid of uh, Prince of Mukamara, too, so they had a big hole to Absolutely. fill the other side of Kyle Fuller. So. Absolutely. Uh, I got another question from uh, from my end here. Just uh, who's uh, one player who didn't get drafted at all who you thought for sure or like that you thought for sure like, would have gotten drafted if there was anybody like that? Yeah, oh yeah, there was a couple. I would say the number one option for me would have been J.R. Reed, the free safety from Georgia. Very talented player with good ball skills, and he's just a really good center fielder back there. If you put him in space, he can read the read offensive plays really well. And he was the one player that I would say was that shocked me the most that didn't get drafted. Um, and then the other one was probably Thaddeus Moss. I was expecting him to at least get drafted. I don't know about how high, but I thought he would be worth a shot for somebody. Um, but that was a good pickup by the Redskins to sign him as an undrafted free agent. So those two were probably my least or my most surprising players that didn't get drafted. Yeah, I'm excited for uh, Thaddeus Moss. I'm I'm a Redskins fan, so uh, oh perfect. Yeah, no, so I was happy. a huge Randy Moss fan, even being a Bear yeah. fan growing up. That guy was like my favorite player to mm-hmm. watch. So yeah, so I'm happy they were able to still get. I wanted them to get him, and like even I saw him still in the seventh round. I wanted the Redskins to go after him, but at least they got him down to a to a free free agent signing. So that works out for me. Right. And just exactly. uh, just keeping it then on the on the Redskins is more of a personal question. I guess is uh is that they traded yesterday um one of my favorite players Trent Williams well we all knew it was gonna happen mm-hmm. I was just surprised at the price that they were able to get I thought they'd be able to accumulate more picks or something a little higher just like what are your thoughts on that trade um for somebody that didn't play for an entire season I and like was who knows if he was ever ever going to play for that team again to get something for him was I think a plus any way you look at it I was a little shocked like you uh, when I first read it but at the same time like they have Ron Rivera is a super smart football uh, football mind so I believe that they had that that was the best offer they can get and that was uh, just something that they had to pull the trigger on so I was um I think it's going to be work out okay in the future I would like to get that like obviously you would want to get as most as possible but i think they did good considering the fact that he didn't play for an entire year so yeah i guess it's either get something for him or just have him sitting on the bench right exactly uh anybody else I, got any yeah i got, I I got one. I oh yeah go ahead luke okay before signing um austin mack and benjamin victor to um some contracts uh were you surprised at all that the giants did not draft the wide receiver in a class that was go to the, like the top of the brim with, with dozens of good wide receivers and like they signed all those uh, linebackers. Yeah, I was uh, I was very shocked. Like I said, I would have even been considering Henry Ruggs or somebody or even if you like CeeDee Lamb or Jerry Judy, I think that even them picking at four is a little rich, but their talent warranted something right around that. So to get Daniel Jones a weapon in this class, like you said, would have been very smart. And like with players like KJ Hill lasting to the seventh round or Donovan Peoples-Jones to the sixth round, you would think that they would have taken a flyer on one of them to help uh, Darius Slayton and everybody else out there. So I think I would have been I personally thought they were going to go for a receiver for sure but they didn't so it is what it is they must like who yeah, they especially have. yeah especially with the fact that the giants had those four picks in the seventh round and one of the picks again i was really surprised was 
not getting is Thaddeus Moss, which I know is a tight end, but imagine in the situation if, um, uh, yeah, Amber Ingram goes down with an injury, then you have, like, Thaddeus Moss on that. I was really surprised that the Giants wouldn't go after, like, that player at all. Do you think yeah. that with one of those picks, the Giants should have went after him? Um, obviously, I mean, it's hard to say because not any, nobody drafted him. So I don't blame him because every, every other team didn't as well. Um, uh, who's the backup tight end for the Giants right now behind Evan Ingram? I have, I have to check. Yeah, sorry. I didn't, I don't know that as well. So it was like, they, I'm, it's hard answering that question without knowing who their backup is. But it, it, Thaddeus Moss, if you like him, he was worth a shot. So if, if in the seventh round and if they had somebody, uh, if they had a pick in that round, it would have been worth it for them to go after him. Um, but the tight end class overall this year was not very strong. Um, so it is what it is. Oh, Bryson so, um, Hopkins getting in the fourth yeah. round would have been a good value. But other than that, I would have stayed away from a lot of tight ends in this class. So, um, CJ Conrad and Garrett Dickerson. So the, then you got like Caden Smith, Levine, Tolio, and Eric Tomlinson. Gotcha. So, yeah, no, it sounds like they definitely need a backup behind Evan Ingram. Even though as talented as Ingram is, the um, he tends to be get, get hurt being a smaller frame. So it would have been probably a good idea to pick one for sure. I mean, yeah, I got, I got a question here. Uh, yeah, go, go. Uh, do you absolutely one of the most stacked and deepest wide receiver drafts I, I can and my mind remembers in the past few years um I, I got two it's a two three-parter I guess is number one is who do you think the best one is number two who do you think was a steal and then number three who do you think that maybe others thought was going to be a high pick who do you think is going to bust out out of this wide receiver draft so best underrated and bust Okay, so my number one rated uh, receiver is Henry Ruggs. I'm very excited. I know um, a lot of p- people that run fast 40s don't end up uh, accumulating to a great NFL career, but I think he is different. He's not just a track play- uh, person. He's an all-around athlete. If you see some of the uh, basketball highlights of his, he just jumps out of the roof. He is a super talented football player, most important, and very fast to go along with it. So he is my favorite receiver that I have the most um, – uh, confidence in going forward and then the biggest uh, bust ch- uh, chance I think is uh, it scares me because Brandon Ayuk uh, that went to San Francisco has a lot of talent but to, uh, there's something about him that I don't, wouldn't have picked him as high as they did so with his injury issues and um, I just that one that one scares me a little bit but a lot of people had him ranked really high so I could be wrong on him but that would be my answer um, and what was the third part of that question? The late uh, round receiver? Yeah, underrated. Doesn't have to be late round. Just a guy that maybe fell even in the first round that you thought was that you think is going to be a, a special talent in the NFL. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, no, that would be uh, T. Higgins for me. He was my 14th ranked overall player, and he went uh, 33rd to the Cincinnati Bengals. So I think that's a great fit for the team. But I was shocked. I was a little surprised that he fell as far as he did. And I am a big believer in his, uh, his talent in the future, his hands and his uh, catch radius is just out of this world. So I think he, and then let alone, he's a good blocker too. So he's not selfish. And I just really, really believe in his uh, future. So T Higgins to uh, Cincinnati would be my answer. Okay. Very good. All right. So I have one question. This is kind of a broad question because obviously this year had special circumstances for the draft because obviously with this whole pandemic, you know, we can't have mass gatherings. You know, it's very risky, especially with what's going on in the United States right now. Uh, mine's a little bit of a two-parter. Mine is, do you believe that the way that the NFL structured their draft 
to be remote. Do you like the format? And if you didn't like it, what was one thing that you think they could change and improve on for, say, if maybe next year they won't have uh, or they would need to resort to this again? That's a good question. Okay, I'm um, I've been a big fan of the draft ever since like 1990. I was when I was 10 years old. I started watching, it, and I used to love it when it was all weekend and just you can just sit all the whole time and watch every round basically. So I've been a big fan of what it was in the past, and then even just in the past few years, the way it's turned out, how as big as it's gotten. Um, but this year, like what you said, with the circumstances going on, I think they did a great job. Uh, there wasn't much I would change. Um, you, I miss being able to see a lot of the. Uh, the players and their families like like be able to be at the you know oh, sorry I'm trying to think of the correct words um I miss being able to see the emotion of the players getting drafted and their families and seeing how proud they were of the families uh, of that player you know it was uh, always one of my favorite um, underrated things of watching the draft so not seeing as much of that you got to see it at their homes on certain players which was nice but that's the one thing I missed the most about the way it was but other than that I don't think they did anything wrong I think they did the best they could you know, with what they had and I, it was a really good product so I was really excited for it all right fair enough um, so one, uh, this is just one question just for, for me and not to, not to cut off any of, any of you guys. Um, but, uh, social media is a hell of a thing and we saw a number of different, uh, general manager management positions, um, from their base of operations. So if you had to pick your best base of operations for, uh, organizations picking uh, or drafting players, who would you go with and which uh, setup do you think was kind of like uh, – it was a little odd in your, in your mind? Um, so you're talking about the organizations and like who drafts the best and who kind of like maybe shocks me the most? Is that, was that what you mean? No, well, I, I mean like, you know, like when they would pan cameras over um, to like the managerial in like while they're making their picks, so like their setup within their office. Which like office space do you find was like the most interesting – I don't want to say interesting or intriguing, but the most like entertaining and which one was kind of like an eyebrow raiser, which one kind of made you go, okay, this is, this is new or strange. Right. Well, maybe both of those answers were, uh, I would say, Mike Vrabel um, for Tennessee. <laughs> oh, yeah, and those guys good. do what they did. At first, I was like, am I really seeing what I'm seeing right now? And then they all of a sudden you could see in the next clip that they were all laughing and moving around. I'm like, OK, that was that was pretty strange and also entertaining at the same time. So I like that one. Um, and then you see Cliff Kingsbury and his mansion. You just see all these huge houses. So there was a, that was another interesting point, uh, thing that I remember seeing. But no, and then obviously Jerry Jones being on his yacht, like it's just the, <laughs> the arrogance on that man is something else. So it's, but it's, uh, that's, that's what it was. He got to where he is. So uh, it was a lot of that was just entertaining. Nothing really stood out to me in a negative way, though. I would say. All right, I, 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 I got a super question. Villain layer. I got a question. <laughs> Branching off of what Matt is saying about these setups, I have to know, what did you think of Mechty Becton's dad? Because that man impressed <laughs> me when I saw him live. Oh, I, for some reason, I don't I don't recall seeing that. I'm sorry, man. I don't remember. I, you're uh, all good. You're do? all good. Mechty Becton is the kid. Yeah, he was taller than the, taller and, and bigger than his kid. I He's mean, bigger than Becton? No in, way. He, he came in with some good genes. I'll just say that much. If you get a chance, go ahead and check out his dad because he was – I think he stole the show of the Becton draft. 
Okay, yeah. yeah. No, I remember seeing, you know, obviously back then he's a great, talented, big guy who runs really fast. And I was, uh, you know, excited for the Jets that they were able to get an offensive lineman to finally protect Sam Darnold. But I did not see that. So I'll have to check that out. Thank you All for right. bringing that to my attention. Yeah. No problem. It was pretty yeah. awesome. We live streamed it and Cole was just going off for like a good five minutes about it. It was really funny. I've never seen a man that massive. I, I, I can, I can truly speak to that. So did he used to play football or something or what, what's his story? They didn't speak to it. They, they were more so concerned with, I mean, didn't he have drug problems at LSU? Correct. Um, he went to uh, Louisville. And, or Louisville, uh, my bad. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's okay. And then he, um, I think he had, he got tested positive um, at the combine. I believe I heard, if what I heard it was correct. I know he had that issue, um, but the NFL, you know, is not really cracking down on that as much no. anymore. So. No, I just, I know they spoke to that a little bit more than anything else when he was drafted, and then the shock that he went as high as he did, because I think he was a little lower on a lot of people's draft boards. So. Yeah. Right. right. So uh, before we, we end so, things uh, up, I think uh, yeah, I have, a, have, I have one more question. Okay. So were you surprised by at all um, the deal the draft for the Giants, um, Xavier McKinney? Were you surprised at all that he went in the second round instead of the first, considering he was the top safety in the draft? Um, no, I'm sorry. I'm trying to look up where I had him. I think I had him around actually 37th overall, um, if I remember correctly. So I thought he would go a little bit further, a little lower down. And I watched a lot of Alabama this year, especially because of how much uh, Tua and all the talent that they have on that team. And he is a very talented player and I think is a, a good all around football player. I don't know how great of a safety he's going to be. Um, he could be a good one, but I, in my opinion, I think like slot corner and just moving all around the defense is um, something like a mini version of mini, uh, Minka Fitzpatrick. I think he's a really talented player and somebody that would be um, best utilized uh, as a slot corner, in my opinion. So I think it was a good yes. pick and it was right around where I slotted him. So I, um, I definitely agreed with Gettleman's um, uh, rankings as well as he was where he drafted the players. So I think the Giants did a really good job in those first two rounds. So. Yeah, especially if the Giants didn't get him, um, what team would you felt that who needed that safety the most? Which team do you feel? Um, I projected. Right. I was uh, in my mock draft. I actually had him going one or a uh, pick or two after that to the Chargers. So I thought he, him going to the Chargers would have been a great fit to uh, match him with Derwin James. Ooh. That would have been a heck of a heck of a safety combination if he was able to go there a pick after. So I think they got him right before right before it was where he was going to go. So yeah. especially yeah. with Joe Judge, um, yeah, especially how Joe Judge said he was going to try to draft the players in a way so that way he wouldn't try to make him. It's kind of a weird thing that um, someone said that Joe Judge was selecting his players. Do you feel that if the players don't work out, would this be Joe Judge's responsibility, or would you feel that Gettleman, Gettleman would um, would himself would be responsible again, and you think he would be fired if this draft doesn't work out? I think uh, it would would Joe Judge be fired if this draft doesn't work out, or Gettleman? Well, technically they said that Joe Judge, but if technically if Gettleman was drafting the players, if he, I mean he did, but. You feel like if this class doesn't work out, do you see Gettleman being the no, being no longer being the Giants GM? Um, this class, I would say, is not as important as last one. I think his career uh, will ride upon Daniel Jones and picking him as high as he did last year. So 
This year, I'm actually more uh, happier with his draft than last, and I also believe that Gettleman is the man in charge. He uh, hired a coach that not not a lot of other teams were going after, in my opinion. Um, so he wanted. I think he did that. So he got a he got a good offensive mind, but then at the same time, he got somebody that where where Gettleman can also still be in control, and I feel like that's something that he would want. Um, just seeing like being his, who he is. So I think it's more on Gettleman, but I think last year's draft is actually more important for his sake as the future as the GM of the New York Giants. So, okay. yeah, especially with, um, yeah, just especially that, um, coaching with Jason Garrett, especially it's going to be a really strange season to see how this offense will work out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Saquon Barkley. They have Darius Slayton was a great play, uh, pickup last year. They have a lot of talent on that team, so um, they should be they should be a lot better this year, in my opinion. So it all depends on Daniel Jones, though. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I can speak for all of us where like any form of live sport, you know, would definitely be, um, you know, appealing to watch, especially with football going right now. I think their off season has definitely been a big driving point for a lot of the entertainment uh as i'm sure you've definitely followed so uh we'll we'll wrap up our our little interview here so um we're gonna go ahead and uh just uh plug your social media page um so you're you want to follow brad on twitter his is that his twitter handle is at scout underscore me underscore now uh anything you want to wrap up uh, with closing comments uh for your material anything you want to let our listeners know. Yeah, I just want to thank Overtime Heroics for giving me this opportunity to uh, to write for the Chicago Bears and write for the NFL Draft. It's something that's been a love of mine for my whole life. So I want to thank Overtime Heroics and everybody involved in helping me out to get to that point. And then I would also like to thank you guys for having me on here, uh, the chance to grow and get my name out there to help everybody and just have fun talking about what I love. So I just thank everybody, and I had a great time. So I appreciate you having me on. Thank yeah, you for coming problem. on. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. For you sure. We'll definitely. We'll definitely think about doing things down the line, especially if, if the Bears do anything crazy, which, uh, as as we can see right now, we don't know. But uh, right. only time will tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, knowing Ryan Pace, something crazy is happening, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, Quick question before def- we head out. You're a Bears fan. Do you Trubisky or Foles? Foles. Okay. Foles, oh, no doubt was, about it. Yeah, no, think okay. about that at all. <laughs> that was a quick answer. I uh, I know I uh, two of my roommates are Bears fans, and they are not full uh, Trubisky fans. So I mean, he has talent. There's no doubt about. But it's but Matt Nagy's scheme does not fit what Mitch Trubisky does well. So like if you put Mitch Trubisky in like a Lamar Jackson type offense where he can use his mobility and rolling out and throwing on the like throwing to the run, that he could be a winning type quarterback. But in this offense in particular, Nick. Foles is the way better option in my opinion fair enough fair enough all right so that sounds pretty good thanks for for coming on brad appreciate you're it you're very yeah. welcome yeah no thank, thank you. you guys again so thank you thank you all right cool yes. all right stay safe care. man yeah all right, you too thank you guys yep Bye. no problem thank Uh, we're just going to go ahead, uh, before we move on to our next portion of the show, we're going to go ahead and thank Brad once again for taking his time to come and answer our fun questions about the draft. Uh, just to uh, reissue his Twitter, uh, his Twitter is at scout underscore me underscore now. Uh, you can follow him. He writes a lot about football. Uh, as you can tell from our interview, very intelligent, very intelligent, passionate about the game of football. And... Put me to shame because I'm I'm a goof when it comes to 
to football in comparison to other sports. But now I'm about to make these three gentlemen look like a bunch of goofs because oh, it is boy. quiz time. That's part of the week. Indeed. So a few rules with my quiz. Number one, I currently have 11 questions. So it'll be 10 regular questions with the 11th question being a bonus one that everyone will be involved in. So even if you are, aren't necessarily contending for the top prize, you're still valid for it. Number two, I will go ahead and give a hint at the midway point. So after question, actually after question five, when we go into question six, that is when the hint will be available after answering question five. So from question six onward, the hint will be available for everyone who gets the question correctly. Uh, and I will try to my best to give different hints to everybody so I don't, you know, give away the answer, you know, to ever give away the answer so easily. So, and also I Sorry, do what have... Was that for the hint? When does the hint, hint so kick in? The I kind of blanked out. So the hint will be given uh, after question five. Uh, okay. You can use the hint from uh, question six to ten. And uh, question 11 will be open to all of you, regardless of your, your final score. And also, just to state, I do have some multiple choice questions. Um, okay. So you could, you could go ahead and say, uh, I have a, a couple written as either A, B, and C, or 1, 2, and 3. So if you guys don't necessarily feel uh, comfortable saying the name, um, then you guys could just write the, uh, the letter choice just to make it easier on you guys to decide uh and we can get this going a little smoother so without further ado are you guys ready uh, yeah, I am yeah ready. let's do it all right so question number one what's the topic it is a baseball question okay so in july of 2011 Derek jeter hit his 3,000 hit in his career against the tampa bay rays who was the pitcher that he recorded his hit against so I want you guys to take your time. I have you guys, no idea. 2011 Tampa Bay Rays. Anyway, well, I can only think of the one way I can think of. The way picture I can think of. Okay. It's going to be Ron. Got my answer. You never know. All right, are we so typing them or are we saying? Uh, yeah, so you guys can go ahead and, and throw them in our, our Skype chat. And I'll go ahead and... Uh, and then we push that. enter on count of three. Yeah. Oh, wait, so. I'm not, not typing. Hold on. I'll be there in a sec. All right. I so am. You guys have time to change your answers because we're waiting on Cole. Yes, you I are absolutely I'm going, right. This is going to be so stupid. The mind is going to be so stupid because I cannot think of any other race picture on my mind right now except for this one guy. Full, full Got disclosure, it. it took a while. For, okay. All right. So do you guys have your answers? All right. Yeah. So. Yes. On the count of three. Wait, what the heck just happened? I accidentally sent two pictures because I clicked the wrong I, I, button. I was, Full I was disclosure. Say, I was Full disclosure. Say. I did it. Yeah. So, so, yeah, Cole sent two pics of our Skype call, and I was like, what? All right. So, you three have your answers. Go ahead and throw them in the chat in three, two, and one. Yeah. Okay. I, I could not so, think of the guy's name. Um, so, just to paraphrase, so Cole put James Shields. Luke put Chris Archer, and Joey also put James Shields. I am sorry to all three of you, 
but you all three did not get the answer correct. Yeah, I did. The answer was David Price. Oh, oh, shit. oh really? Okay. Oh, damn. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I had to. Okay. Not I thought that lie, was. I had to. What I did was I YouTube the clip because I remember the hit was a home run, and I was trying to think. I'm like, okay, like then I looked at the pitching style and I'm like, okay, that's David Price. I knew 100 percent from the I lineup thought, and the delivery. I knew it was a home run, and I've watched James Shields give up his fair share of home runs. So it, it that's what that was my. Really Yes. That was my train of thought. <laughs> they were really, really good guesses. Uh, I'm going to be honest. On first glance, I would have gone. All right. So it's going to get even more difficult from here. All right. So question two is a hockey question. So which goalie won the Conn Smythe Trophy as a rookie in the NHL? So I'm, I'm, this one is going to be a, uh, a, a multiple choice question. So I'm going to give you guys the uh, three potential answers. So A is Roger Crozier, B is Cam Ward, and C is Matt Murray. So you guys, if you guys need me to repeat any of the answers, I will gladly do so. Mm-hmm. But those, you can go the ahead and type. Question the again was who won the? So which which NHL goalie won the Conn yeah. Smythe Trophy as a rookie? That's so nice just just MVP. yeah. So okay. yeah, right? playoff. Well, MVP. I know I know two of those, but I don't know the but I don't know. Um, the first one, but that's fine. I'll just submit yeah, what I think fine. it should be. Yeah, again, if you guys don't know the answer, you guys can just do A, B, and C because I have the them listed on my my phone okay. here, so you guys can All go right. ahead and yep. type them. So, I'm ready. All right, you guys ready? All right, go ahead and I three, two. It. Wait, are you are you ready, Joey? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Already. Three, two, Sorry. one. All right. Well, so I- Joey answered Matt Murray. Cole and Luke both answered Cam Ward, and I can happily say that Luke and Cole are both correct. The answer was yeah. B, Cam Ward. Woo! Uh, just to yeah, say, yeah. Jo- jo- Joey's was a good guess, but both uh, Conn Smythe winners were, I think he won the Conn Smythe, I think, um, what's his name? Matt Murray won the Conn Smythe. No, he didn't win the Conn Smythe, because that was, Crosby won well, Just it- to show you how dumb the NHL is with the rookie rules, Matt... Matt Murray actually won the Stanley Cup twice as as a rookie, a rookie. yeah. And he was all and he could have he should have probably won the first Conn Smythe, but of course stupidity. All right, so question number three. This See, I, I forgot Go Cam ahead. Ward was a rookie when they won. I knew he was young. I just forgot he was a rookie. <laughs> Arthur Zerbe was the other goalie. That's how long ago it was. Or no, it was either Arthur Zerbe or Maxim Legacy. I don't remember one of the two. Arthur Zerbe had the filthiest pads. True say. All right. So question number three is a basketball question. Oh, oh so I'm Russell good. Russell Westbrook was the only pl- was the first player in the NBA to re- to average a triple double per game in the 2016-17 NBA season. Who was the other player in NBA history who has also achieved this feat? I'm gonna go ahead and give you guys some uh, some choices. So. Mm-hmm. Question A is Steve Nash, B is Magic Johnson, and C is Oscar Robertson. I'm good to go when you guys got are. it. Okay. Yep. All right. All right. Yeah. I'm uh, sudden. Hold on. Let me just uh, pull up. Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, right. well, I just want to. I want to make sure that I'm. I'm. I have. I wrote the right answer just in case. Um. 
I had my answer written out before we even gave the multiple choice answer. Yeah, I did really? too. I didn't yeah. too. All right, hold on. Let me let me just uh come on. I can't I'm I'm stalling for time. Okay, yeah. So uh just to so you guys all three put your answers in. So yeah. uh Cole went with Oscar Robertson, who was question C. Luke went with Magic Johnson, who was B, and Joey also went with Oscar Robertson. Uh, Cole and Joey are both correct, so Oscar Robertson was the only other player. So the score is Cole has two, uh, Luke has one, and Joey has one. This is how little I know about the NBA. (laughs) Honest to God, it was a hard question. I I wanted to think of a really, like, interesting question. So, all right, so now question four, we're jumping the baseball, so it's an even playing field. Right. So which player over the last season, uh, so the 2019 season, which person in the 2019 Major League Baseball season led the league in hits? Was it A, okay. Rafael Devers, B, DJ LeMahieu, or C, Whit Merrifield? Got it. Got it. Good. No idea. Toss up. It's a toss-up. Literally no idea. I'm just guessing here. Okay. So you guys are going to throw your answers in in three, two, and one. All right. So Cole answered C as Whit Merrifield. Joey and Luke both went B as DJ LeMahieu. Cole got another answer right. So that means that Cole was sitting pretty at three. The other two are sitting at one. Whit no, Merrifield is a real DJ, deal. I thought DJ, I thought DJ LeMahieu had the most hits as the season because he was hitting a lot with the Yankees, and I think was, I'm not choosing that as a Yankees fan. I just know that uh, DJ LeMahieu what a lot of hits. The, the motivation. Whit Merrifield's that, the real deal, boys. Whit Merrifield. The, motiv- the motivation is the real deal. behind that question was I was on um, I was on one of the websites that I usually uh, do sport quizzes on. I was on Sporkle. Uh, and I did a bunch of like MLB uh, batting stats, so I did pretty well on it. And then I looked back and I was like, "Oh wait, this which would be a good question for for the quiz." And I saw the hits one, and I'm like, "This could be interesting. This could be very interesting." So I don't want to say anything, but the Royals. I'm I'm gonna go on a tangent for a minute. The Royals are gonna be pretty good. Alberto Mondesi and Whit Merrifield up the middle. They're gonna hit and they're gonna be quick. Hunter Dozier's dropping bombs. Yeah, Hunter Dozier's not bad. Michael Franco, if he can figure it out, it's not a horrible talent. So, right. So, jumping over to question five. This one's a football question. Okay. If Brad was here, he would have probably killed all of you. So, the 1998 draft saw Peyton Manning go first overall to the Indianapolis Colts. Who was the player that went second overall to the San Diego Chargers? I know this question. Okay, I know it. So I, know I have it. I have options just in case anybody is confused. Well, no, I don't even need it. I don't need the options. I don't I, think I, I do either, man. I don't. You, I can, you, can just, you can just say them anyways. All right. So I, I have two people a, in my head. So A is Ryan Leaf, B is Julius Peppers, and three is Charles Rogers. I have, I have my answer. Okay. All right. So we all. We yep. all good? All of our questions? All yep, right. I'm great. Three, two, and one. Drop them in the chat. And you all three got it right. It was Ryan yep. Leaf. God, what, what a are the biggest drop? 
Yeah, one of the biggest busts in NFL history. So uh, just to recap, Cole is sitting uh, in first place with four answers correctly. Luke and Joey both have two questions correct. So now we jump to question six. So the good news is, is that considering the fact that all three of you got it right, you all, all three of you are eligible for a hint, and y'all might need it because this one's tricky. So, okay. Well, so this is so this is a trap card. So for ah maybe so. This was a baseball one. So okay. there were two rookie, rookies of the year for the AL and NL in the 2013 season. Jose Fernandez won it in the NL for the Marlins. Who was the AL rookie of the year? And I will give you all a hint because you all I, – I don't have to type it because – actually, wait. Do you all want a hint or do you want to yeah. use it at a different time? So all three of you want the hint. Yeah. Yeah, um, um, I think I know this one. Okay, so, but do you guys want the hint, or do you guys want to? Yeah, just I don't. Try? I don't want a hint. Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and send the hint to Cole and uh, Luke. So, uh, okay, so I just sent it to Cole, and let me pull up Luke's account and send it to him um i don't know why i remember this but i do and i'm gonna i'm gonna hate myself if i'm wrong all right so both hints are given out so what you're asking for is the 2013 national league or sorry american league rookie of the year 2013 yeah 29 20 NL was Jose Fernandez. We need AL. Yeah, okay, I got this. All right. Oh, so, God, how could I not know this? Even with it, the hint, it, I'm not going to get it right. It was a head-scratcher. When I pulled it up, I was like, really? So I was like, okay, this is this is new. I used to be a big fan of this player, and this is the only reason why I know this. I'm guessing this is the only player I know from the Rays from I should have. Like, in hindsight, I think the hint was kind of vague. In hindsight, looking at the answer, so mm, I mean, I don't know. Do you guys I'm want? Gonna... If I'm right. if I'm thinking on the right track, he was really good in the AL because he didn't have to field. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Okay. We good to go? Some yeah, I got my... Okay. Yeah. So, ready? Three, two, one. Drop it in the chat. Was it really Will Myers? It was Will Myers, so Cole and Joey get how am I How am I doing so bad at this? So Cole is currently in the lead with five? Yeah, with five. Yeah, and then five, Joey's, Joey's behind me. him with three, and then Luke has two or one. Did you have two or one? I two. I'm a bad scorekeeper. Okay, so question number seven is a hockey question. So in 2005, Sidney Crosby went first overall to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Which future teammate of Crosby was drafted in the same year and was on the same team as him and when they all when the Penguins won all of their Stanley Cups from 2009 to 2017 being the last one? 
Okay. This is well, this is well, there goes one of my answers. It's not, it's not that person. Uh, I wish this was an uh, alternate choice. I feel like I ha- there's like a few names in my head that it's really annoying me. Guys, I went with the only name I know outside of Crosby on yeah. the uh, uh, Penguins, so it's probably embarrassing. Oh my god, this is annoying me because I just don't remember his name. Because I remember him on the Penguins at a time, and so I'm just gonna guess. So he was also drafted by the Peng- by the Penguins, you said. He was drafted in the third round of the '05 draft, so the same draft as as Sidney Crosby. Hmm. I was going to go with one other name, but I didn't think he was um, on the thing with okay, the just, I have a few names in my head. I'm just going to write down I'm one put, of them. I'm going to put two. I'm going to put two names. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll allow two names. Okay. All right. So you got, are you guys ready? Ready? Three, two, and one. Drop them in the chat. Was it? Oh my god. <clears throat> I don't know who Joey put down. All right, so Joey got it. Joey got it right. It was yeah. Crystal Tang. Um, this one was a tough one. I, honestly, I was I was thinking about doing a hockey one, and then I went through it, and I was like, wow, this is actually something I didn't realize. It's a nice little neat stat. So Joey is pulling up behind with four. Cole's still in the lead with five, and Luke is behind with one. So no, Luke's two. Or with two. Sorry, Luke's got two. Yeah. Two. two. Sorry, I'm I'm horrible. Let me let me write it down in my in my browser. Okay. So, so you're four, struggling today. Five, eight. Every day is Sunday. I can't take two more back to the past. You're good. I'm writing leaf, but that's about it. Okay. So yeah, so it's five, four, two. Those are the those are the standings. I have it yep. open in front of me. Okay, so question number eight. Who is the cur- currently the oldest player in Major League Baseball who is under contract with a team? And I'm going to give you guys some choices here. So, question, so you got A, Nelson Cruz, B, Oliver Perez, or C, Albert Pujols? Okay. Well, I'm going to go. Okay, I think I might get this one if I'm wrong. Because he's the only player I know on the list who probably has played a long time. Okay, fair enough. I'm good. Okay, Joe, are you good? Um, let's go ahead. I was debating between two, but here we go. All right. Guys are already drop it in the chat in three, two, and one. Is it okay? I think we all took different people. Because wait, so what? This is actually pretty cool because all three of you picked each of the three answers that I gave you. So that's pretty. That's pretty interesting. So the correct answer goes to Luke without yeah. Pujols, who currently sits. At age 40, just to paint the picture, Nelson Cruz uh, is currently 39, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Cruz is 39, and Oliver Perez is 38. So 
That goes, so this question goes to Luke. So Luke, Luke's making a comeback. Well, Luke's I can't got, win, but I at least have to be. No, you, you can tie. You can tie. It depends on, on what happens. So question yeah. number nine is a hockey question again. So, but, but not to make not to make you feel intimidated, Cole. I gave you options. So, okay. Oh, okay. I just remembered. I still have a hint too. Oh yeah, you do have a hint. Oh, you suck. I'm kidding. Um, so which current NHL goalie sits fifth overall in all-time wins? Here are the options: A. Ryan Miller, B. Henrik Lundqvist, or okay. C. Mark Andre Fleury. Yeah. I think I might get this because I know two goalies. Um, I know two of the goalies that are still neck and neck, but I don't. Wait. Oh wait. No, no, no. Oh, I... uh, this one's a tough one because one goalie I know played longer than the other one, but I don't. But I don't know who had more wins. What is the oh, options? So the options are uh, A. Are A. Ryan Miller, B. Henrik Lundqvist, or C. Mark Andre Fleury. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, I think I, I think right. I might it. Ready and drop your answers in three, two, and one. Let's see what we got. Oh, shit, that didn't send. There we go. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm just waiting on Coles. Coles is a little. Okay, I sent it. Did it go through? Yeah, it went through. So the correct answer is C. Mark Andre Fleury. Okay. So Cole Cole pulls ahead with six. Joey's behind him with five, and Luke has three. So now we are a question. I thought it was Henrik Lundqvist because I thought it was fifth. I'm gonna be honest. I was when I was writing it, I wrote Roberto Luongo, and then I'm like, shit, he retired. And then I like quickly hit the backspace because <laughs> I'm like, oh man. All right. So question ten is a football question. This one's going back to the draft. If you notice the trend, it's because I literally wrote this after we streamed uh, the first round. So the 1989 draft was a draft that gave us Troy Aikman to the Cowboys. Who was the player that went to the Green Bay Packers second overall? Okay. And now keep in mind, Joey, you still have your hint. Yeah, I'm just going to take my hint because this is the last question I can use it on. So I might as well just, just use it. Uh, what draft in 1989? Uh, we find Joey. So, did you say the 89? 89, yes. Damn, what? This one was a tough one. My oh. my motivation for this uh pick was basically uh I was watching a pick of busts in the in the foot in the NFL draft. So, uh, and then this name oh, stuck wait. out. I want, I think I watched that list too, but I cannot remember his name. This one's, this one's a tough one. I'm waiting for my hint. I, I sent it to you. Oh, wait one sec. Let me try to find your chat. Yeah. So Joey is friggin' throwing me under the bus here. Friggin' goof. This is not him because he was. I'm gonna definitely get this answer on because he's the. It was the 1989 draft, right? Yeah, it was 89. Went to the Green Bay Packers. Oh. Oh. Two seconds. There. 
I'm not going to answer, Matt, because I don't know. You sure? I don't know. Okay, fair enough. Admirable. Joey and Luke, you well, guys got answers? I'm typing well, my I have one right player in mind, but I cannot. I couldn't think of the other name, so screw it. I'm just going to go with this guy. I don't know if I spell. But it's okay, it's okay if there's misspelling. I'll know. I'll know who you're maybe going off of. So, ready and three, two, and one. Shoot him in the chat. Mine's not sending. There you go. It was right. done. Oh, so, I didn't think of it. Yeah. So Joey now ties Cole because Cole voided his his answer. It was Tony Mandarich, the Incredible Bulk. I forgot. Fun, I forgot that for his name. Fun fact that I didn't know: he's actually an a uh, native of Canada. He's from Oakville. Yeah, I, I did not know yeah. that. That's why I remembered his name. Because I, right. I like to keep I so, like to keep keep uh, track of those Canadian guys going in the NFL. So. All right. So, I'm gonna. So initially. My bonus question was a two-parter, but I'm going to make this a little closer because I want, since Cole and Joey are currently tied at six apiece, I want to see who gets close. So, are you both ready for the bonus question? This one is a number. All right. Can I, I'm not going to, can I at least answer it anyway? Yeah, Luke, oh yeah, Luke can answer anyway. Luke can, if Luke wins, actually no, if Luke guesses it, he wins automatically. So. All right. But if both can get it wrong, then. So. The question is a hockey question, but it is a number. So Ray Bork has the record of all time. I can't even speak. He has the most shots recorded on goal in any other player in the NHL. The closest answer without going over, how many approximate shots do you think Ray Bork took throughout his NHL career? Now, full disclosure, before you guys answer, I'm just going to go ahead and give you guys a little bit uh, is it, to go well, Hold on. Hold on. Is it in one game? No, no, no. This is no, all-time career. It's career. So, I, just, I just saw something on this a few days ago, so I'm pretty confident in what I'm about to type in. So just to, to so paint I'm, the picture, he, his career spanned a total of 22 years. So it's going to be a big number. So, okay. so total number of shots. Yes, shots recorded on goal. On goal? Okay, okay. Well, this one this one's a very tough answer and I got it in go a video. one random number that's out there. I'll, I'll give you guys Okay, I'll give you guys a hint because this is the bonus question. It's a four digit number. Okay. Um all right. I'm just going to go with this cuz I don't know. I just I, I just saw something on this a few days ago. I'm so I think confident. I know which video you're talking about, Joey. And if you don't get it, I'm gonna be very disappointed in you. I don't know the exact number, but I think I'm very, very, very close. It's a very hefty number. I'll I'll, I'll leave it at that. I'm right. gonna go with two of the three favorite numbers I have. My basketball number was five, and my baseball number is 38. So I'm gonna do a combination of those. All right, well, well, keep it, keep in mind, Cole, it's a four-digit number. I know. Okay, I I trust you. I don't I trust my own I don't trust my own math skills, so I trust you guys. No, I'm good. Okay. 
Okay. So we all have answers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So drop them in the chat in three, two, and one. Uh, Maybe I went a little under. Okay. So uh, let me just go through each uh, guess before we get to the real answer. So Luke's guess was 1550. So 1,550 shots on goal. Joey's answer was 6,206 shots on goal. And Cole's uh, guess was 5,838 shots on goal. So to paint the picture for you, the correct answer is... 6,209 shots on goal. So, oh, I thought I was barely off. So Joey was almost spot on. Now, in in comparison, Cole was, if he stayed his whole career with Boston and he retired in 99-2000, he would have had 5,950 shots. So Cole was very close. This was a very, very close number. So your, your instincts kicked in, Cole. It was a really, really good effort. It was Dang a good it. effort from all of you guys. This was actually a really tough quiz. I had to pick the toughest, most, like, gritting questions I could. And, uh, yeah, I, I think it was a very deep draft or, uh, quiz. So uh, – Going back to the first quiz originator. So Joey is the quiz master. So for next week, we will do Joey's quiz. Again, I hope it's not as bad as the first one. I'm kidding. Well, half kidding. Um, so, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty fun. Any any final comments from you three on the quiz? View Watch the last dance tonight, guys. It's pretty good. All right. That's uh that sounds pretty good to me. Um so here's the part where I do my promoting and shilling because I'm a nice boy. So, as usual, Twitter at takes no at nosebleed takes underscore. We have an Instagram right now, which we will start posting content on very, very relatively soon. And we will go ahead and plug it. I'm just going to right here. It is at, YouTube channel. Yeah, I'm going to get to that. So it's at TFT Nosebleeds on Instagram. Uh, you can catch, as usual, our uh, all of our individual accounts are in both the Twitter bios and the Insta bios. So you can go ahead and give us a follow. Um, like, like I said before, uh, this is going to be the third time I mention it. Um, make sure you follow Brad. On uh, on Twitter, at um, at Scout underscore me underscore now, uh, and also we posted a our we posted our first ever live reaction YouTube channel. Uh, that sounded really awkward. So we post we posted our first video, um, which is at Takes from the Nosebleeds on YouTube. Uh, you can watch all four of us react to the top fifteen players that went in the nfl draft and you can see our real-time reactions and uh yeah any other final comments from you guys besides watch the last dance uh yeah the last dance is great finally watched the first two episodes last night and uh can't wait for midnight for the other one to come out 
Yeah, it's gonna have to be like that for uh, for, for us Canadian, here in north us, of the border. Canadian folk, yeah. So yeah, uh, as usual, thank you to my fellow co-hosts for being here. And uh, yeah, we're gonna wrap things up here. Thank you all for tuning in, and we'll see y'all next week. Yep. See you later. Yeah.